Hare Krishna, everyone. Welcome back to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books. We hope you're all well and safe and happy and uh, dealing with the uh, chaos out there in the world. And you're doing the right thing by tuning in to hear the Vriya Bhagavatamrita every day. Uh, this will keep you uh, tuned spiritually, without a doubt. Okay, Srimad Bhagavatam Mahima Stotram. Um, by Sanatana Goswami. goes like this. Sarva-strastri-bhipu-pi-yusham Sarva-vidaika-satpala Sarva-siddhanta-ratnaja Sarva-lokaika-drikprada O nectar from the ocean of all scriptures, singular fruit of all the Vedas, rich mine of the precious gems of all conclusive truths, you are the only giver of sight to all the worlds. Sarva Bhagavata Prana, Srimad Bhagavata Prabhu, Kalidvandoditaditya, Sri Krishna Parivartita. O life heir of all the Supreme Lord's devotees, O Master, Srimad Bhagavatam, you are the sun risen in the darkness of Kali. You are the exact image of Sri Krishna. Paramananda Pataya, Premavarshakshadayate Sarvada Sarvasevyaya Sri Krishnaya Namostume I bow down to you who is supremely blissful to read. Your every syllable pours down a flood of prema. You can always be served by everyone. You are Sri Krishna himself. Madekabando Matsangin Madgudoman Mahadana my only friend, my constant companion, my spiritual master, my great wealth, my savior, my good fortune, my source of ecstasy, I bow down to you. Asadu sadhuta dayin adini chochata kada hanamunchakadachin mam premnarit kantayospura. O bestower of saintliness to the unsaintly, O exalter of the most fallen, please never leave me. Always appear in my heart and my voice with pure love. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya so, fifth chapter, first chapter of the third volume, Briyad Bhagavatamrita, Uddhava, I mean, <clears throat> Gopakumar has made it to Dwarka, and he's so bewildered, he doesn't know what to do, or think, or say. And he, he sees Krishna as a cowherd boy, in all of his Vasudevs, associates as cowherd uh, boys and sees Krishna as Krishna, Maragopal, his worshipful deity. Now Krishna sent him with Uddhava because he saw that it was too much for him. So we're starting with text 34. The next day I went with Uddhava and saw my Lord. But I was so beside myself with delight that I was unable 
to do more than that. Commentary. On this second day, Gopakumar was still so disoriented by the ecstasy of the new state of affairs that he was unable to render any service other than taking darshan of Krishna. Text 35 and 36. While residing there in Dwarka, I constantly, abundantly received Lord Krishna's wonderful mercy. I tasted such a flood of supreme ecstasy that no one could tell of it in words or even think of it within the mind. Not even, not even a pure devotee of the Lord with a, with a lifetime of Brahma. Commentary The glories of Krishna in Dwarka are surely beyond the comprehension of the greatest scholars and mystic yogis. Only rarely can even surrendered devotees approach those glories with the mind or words. Text 17, or 37 rather. The happiness found in liberation is said to be supreme, multiplied many millions of times, it might be said, to equal the joy in Vaikuntha. And if any joy still greater can be conceived, it is that which is found in Ayodhya. But the joy born in Dwarka, how can anyone even begin to describe it? Commentary The devotees of impersonal liberation consider the nullifying of material existence the highest possible perfection, its happiness greater than its happiness greater than any other. They are unaware of the existence of a transcendental world in which there is happiness much greater, although the Vaishnavas openly proclaim that happiness, that happiness to anyone willing to hear. Among the Vaishnavas, those with especially fine powers of discrimination know and describe an even greater happiness which is found in Lord Ramachandra's kingdom of Ayodhya. But no one's power of logic can surmise the ex super-excellent degree of happiness relished by Krishna and his companions in Dwaraka. Powerful thinkers <clears throat> have studied the Vedas and pondered the supreme happiness of liberation, but thinkers with still finer intelligence recognize that the happiness of impersonal liberation is nothing but the absence of material misery, and so there must be something greater, namely the happiness of Vaikuntha. They presume, moreover, that the ultimate limited happiness, the, the ultimate limit of happiness, lies in Vaikuntha, because otherwise they would face the logical flaw of an endless regress of different degrees of happiness. Be that as it may, in the spiritual world of Ayodhya, the Supreme Lord's servants have such exclusive devotion for Him and such determination to satisfy Him with their service that the happiness there is palpably greater than that of Vaikuntha. Even better, however, is the happiness of Dwarka. No, spe no speculator can find a methodology to analyze it, but it exists 
Nonetheless, it is not a mere creation of devotees' sentiments, for many reliable authorities have perceived it for themselves. Text 38 Indeed, no faculty of mind or speech can grasp the joy a resident of Dwarka feels from having gained the only Lord of his life after a long time yearning to see him. Only those whose minds are fit can know that joy. Commentary Persons with strong intelligence but weak faith in devotional service to Krishna may doubt whether happiness greater than that than, than found in Ayodhya can exist. But although such doubters may be unable to know the happiness of Dwarka, what right do they have to declare it non-existent? There are other, more qualified persons who know the taste of it, even though words and the mind can hardly comprehend the transcendental bliss known by the Dwaraka Vasis. It has been described with logical supporting arguments for the benefit of Krishna's aspiring worshippers to fortify their enthusiasm for unalloyed devotional service. Just as the devotees of Ayodhya taste greater happiness in their intimate moods of service than, than the Narayana Bhaktas of Vaikuntha, the devotees of Dwarka enjoy happiness still greater because they are personally connected to Krishna in the mood of friendship. And when we extend this thinking a step further, we can understand that the happiness of Goloka, resting as it does on the topmost prema, known only there, is greater still, and no happiness is greater. Text 39 After I had lived for some time there in Dwarka, some of the best of the divine Yadavas said something to me. Their hearts melted with eagerness to see everyone in the world happy within and without. Commentary What Gopakumar is speaking to, to his disciple is not merely theoretical. While residing in, while residing in Dwarka, Gopakumar had tasted enough of Dwarka's unique happiness to rightfully claim knowledge of it. On one occasion, during his stay, he had been approached by some concerned residents who only wanted the greatest possible happiness for everyone, both externally, in the form of good food, clothing and ornaments, and other means for enjoyment, and internally, in the form of priceless the priceless treasure of prema and its ecstasies. Text 40 the, the divine Yadava said, Dear friend, you have come to this place which is more full in supreme splendor than even Vaikuntha, and now you are our companion. We think it hardly fitting that you continue to dress like a miserable forest dweller. <laughs> Commentary. Of course, Gopakumar was beyond material misery, as the Yadavas expressed by speaking of him as Sudinavat, as if 
very, um, very miserable, not actually miserable. Still, they felt that Gopakumar's incongruous dress and behavior were depriving him of many of the joys of residing in Dwarka. This troubles our minds, so please take on our type of dress and looks, <clears throat> which are naturally available to anyone who lives here. Commentary The city, citizens of Dwarka know only the highest constant ecstasy, but these devotees felt a little unhappy to see Gopakumar in an apparently wretched condition. By nature they were intolerant of even an outward semblance of misery. Gopakumar could not wonder, should not wonder where to get the right dress and capabilities for enjoying like a Dwarka Vasi because the very atmosphere of Dwarka readily provides these to any resident who wants them. Text 42 Sri Gopakumar said, Even though these Vaishnavas insisted, these Yadavas insisted, I stayed like a poor simple devotee because in their dress I would not have been able to taste the special mood that appealed to my mind and to Lord Achutas. Commentary Gopakumar preferred to stay inferior to these prominent Yadavas. To him, more important than keeping up appearances was protecting his personal rasa with Krishna. Text 43 I then became shy and feared to go near the personality of Godhead when he was seated in his court and being served by his transcendental opulences. Commentary To maintain his unbroken inner mood of service, Gopakumar declined to follow the Yadavas' suggestion that he change his dress. But this further disturbed his heart. Now that the matter had been brought to his attention, he began to feel uncomfortable about appearing before Lord Krishna in the assembly hall. He thought his own appearance incongruent and was apprehensive that he might do something wrong. Not only was he embarrassed, he was also daunted by the great opulence he saw in the Sudharma Hall and the huge crowds of kings, sages and demigods. His uneasiness at coming before Krishna while the Lord was seated on his throne in the royal court made Gopakumar begin thinking again about going somewhere else. It's only one more place to go. <laughs> Text 44 Sometimes I would see the Lord with four hands. I couldn't always see the special pastimes He performs in Brajabhumi. Commentary When devotees like Sri Mukmini were present, Gopakumar found it difficult to, env to envision Krishna as He is in His Vrindavan pastimes. When the Lord was talking with Narada Muni or Arjuna, Gopakumar could hardly see him tending his cows. Sometimes Gopakumar could see him as if in Vrindavan, but not often enough. Text 45 Sometimes the Lord would go alone to visit his dear friends, the Pandavas, 
who stayed nearby. Commentary On earth, the Pandavas lived a good distance away from Dwarka in Hastinapur, so Krishna had to make a long journey to meet them. In Vaikuntha, however, the situation is different. Even in the residence of the Pandavas, even if the residence of the Pandavas is physically di distant from Dwarkapuri, in the spiritual realm there are no limitations of time and space. By the power of the Lord's desire, any place to which he wishes to travel is at once nearby. Text 46 And so, because of desires long held but unfulfilled, my heart would feel tormented. But when I could see his beauty and qualities once again, my heart would again become peaceful. Commentary Being unable for even a short time <clears throat> to see Krishna's beauty and his kind behavior would throw Gopakumar into anxious turmoil. But as soon as Krishna would return, Gopakumar would recover his composure. Text 47 His nectarian words revealed his mercy. How can, I, how can my tongue even touch the unique happiness they created? Text 48 During the several days I spent this way in the house of Uddhava. If there were any unhappiness, I would conceal it by feigning happiness. Commentary Because Krishna's occasional absence from Dwarka, another cause of anxiety for Gopakumar was the tendency to remember the land of his birth. Although being unable to see his worshipable Lord playing in the pastimes of Braja made Gopakumar unhappy, he tried hard to conceal this because he knew that Dwarkavasis, the Dwarkavasis couldn't tolerate seeing anyone in pain and also because he was reluctant to make a show of his private ecstasies. Text 49 One day I saw Narada come. I bowed down to him and in utter joy and amazement I spoke to him in the following way. Commentary to help Gopakumar achieve his long-cherished goal, Narda appeared at just the right moment to tell him about the glories of Sri Goloka and how to achieve Goloka. Text 50 O Narda, best of the Lord's associates in the guise of an exalted sage, I see you just everywhere in the heavenly planets in Vaikuntha, and now here, looking just the same. How fascinated I am to see this! Commentary Inspired by the joy of seeing Narada Muni, Gopukumar wants to hear more about the sage's glories from his own mouth and hear further details about the special powers of the Supreme Lord's associates in Vaikuntha. Powers Narada as briefly mentioned before. Thus, although Krishna, his associates, and his abode are seen in various forms in different places and in dreams, 
and other special states of consciousness, they are with perfect consistency, one, although many, and they are always real. Riya Bhagavatamrita 2.4, 161 and 162. Narada dresses in saffron like a lifelong brahmachari, but the true extent of his glories goes far beyond strict celibacy. In the words of Gopakumar, Narada is the best of the Supreme Lord's intimate associates. Gopakumar is amazed that he meets Narada almost everywhere and sees him always the same, with the same veena in hand and the same unabashed humor. But as Gopakumar has already heard from Narada, even when Narada expands himself to be present in many different locations, he is still one and the same person. Text 51 Sri Narada said, My dear young cowherd, surely you have always been a curious boy, and so you are, and so you are even now. Haven't I explained all this to you before? Commentary Like Narada, <clears throat> Gopakumar has his own peculiar ways. He dresses and acts like a cowherd boy, regardless of where he is. Moreover, it seems curious to Narada that Gopakumar still doubts the ability of powerful devotees of the Lord to expand themselves into multiple forms, especially since Narada has explained this truth scientifically and Gopakumar has seen tangible evidence of it with his own eyes. Gopakumar may insist that he is honestly confused and not simply trying to make some game of expressing doubt, but Narada reasserts that Gopakumar, however briefly, has already heard him elucidate the subject. Text 52 Just as the one personality of Godhead, Sri Krishna, exists in many forms, in many places, so also do we, his servants. Text 53 So it is with all of us, Sri Garuda and other attendants, devotees like Sri Hanuman and our friend Uddhava and others like these Yadavas. Commentary Devotees like Garuda and Shesha are associates of the Lord of Vaikuntha, whereas Hanuman, Jambavan and others are servants of Lord Ramachandra. Hanuman sings the glories of Lord Rama in the Kimpurusha Loka of the Bhu Loka region. And simultaneously in the Ayodhya of Vaikuntha, and Uddhava, whom Gopakumar can see right before him, is simultaneously one of the principal companions of Krishna in Dwarka on earth, along with the Yadavas, the Pandavas, and others. Considering this topic too confidential to bring up now, Narada chooses not to mention Krishna's devotees in Sri Goloka. Text 54 All the Lord's personal associates are at His hand like playthings. They are always fully dedicated to His service. Each 
assumes a variety of forms, yet stays essentially one, just like the Lord Himself. Commentary As Sri Krishna Chandra, the original Supreme Person, expands Himself into innumerable forms of Godhead when required for service to the Lord, His eternal associates can also expand themselves into many forms. I'll read that again. As Sri Krishna Chandra, the original Supreme Person, expands Himself into innumerable forms of Godhead, when required for the service of the Lord, His eternal associates can also expand themselves into many forms. Perpetually dedicated to worshipping Him, they are willing instruments in the enactment of His pleasure pastimes. Whatever, the, whatever, whatever gives the Lord happiness is also their satisfaction. So when He expands Himself and His abode into all sorts of forms, they accompany Him in suitably corresponding forms. Gopakumar should therefore not be amazed that Narada appears in so many places at once for the service of the Lord. Text 55 The Lord's names, <clears throat> His pastimes, and His favorite abodes, and everything that has, has to do with His service <clears throat> can assume various forms. And you should know that just as all these are eternally real, each of them is simultaneously one and many. Commentary <clears throat> While still on the topic of multiple expansions, Narada takes the opportunity to mention that the personality of Godhead's pastimes his dear abodes, such as Sri Matura, and his paraphernalia, like the Kostuba gem and Sudarshan weapon, display the same power of expansion. Here the word Bhumi refers not only to the earth, but to any location, and so indicates other spiritual realms, such as Vaikuntha. The Supreme Lord's personal property, his names, his pastimes, and the places of his appearance are all by nature pure Satchitananda, just as he is. Text 56 What amazes me is that you still appear like this, playfully showing your same character as before. And even though, and even here, you seem always discontent and distressed at heart, that is most astonishing to me. Commentary Gopakumar too is spiritually potent, so he also should be able to assume different forms in different places. Instead, however, he always remains the same innocent cowherd boy, even in Vaikuntha and Dwaraka. Narda thinks that Gopakumar is simply playing a game, 
pretending to be ignorant even though he knows the reality. This is very surprising to Narada. And even more surprising is that every, everywhere they, they have met, Narada has seen in Gopakumar a persistent dissatisfaction shown by his downturned face and distracted glance. Text 57 Shri Gopakumar said, Taking hold of Narada's feet, I bowed down and humbly told him, My Lord, you know everything about this. Then Narada smiled and spoke, looking at Uddhava's face. Commentary Gopakumar was most grateful that Narada fully understood the cause and scope of his mind's discontent. Since Gopakumar honestly recognized his own inferior, dependent position, he bowed down and touched Narada's feet. <clears throat> Narada was happy to see this because it meant that Gopakumar was approaching perfection. So he smiled at Gopakumar's eagerness to receive the most confidential truth and turned to Uddhava, who would properly reveal it. Sri Narada said, Just see, Uddhava, this cowherd's son born at Govardhan is seeking something unachievable for persons like you and me. Greatly agitated, he wanders here and there, never anywhere transcending the painful distress that is fixed in his heart. Commentary This seeker, the son of a cowherd, has wandered all over the material and spiritual worlds, his heart full of indescribable pain, and now he has taken shelter in Uddhava's house. Whoa. He has not been able to find peace because his desired goal is beyond the reach of even great Vaishnavas like Narada and Uddhava. Why Gopakumar has such an unlikely ambition, Narada explain, explains with the phrase Govardhanodbhava, born in Govardhan. Text 60 Indeed, Uddhava, you are always anxious to favor the residents of Braja. Then why not spend a moment to enlighten this boy who is present right beside you? Text 61 The abode of Goloka is far very far away and the happiness relished there is inaccessible to us and even the means to achieve that abode is so rarely obtained that we can only pray for it. Commentary Although time and space do not exist in the spiritual realm Goloka is still considered far away in the sense that the common residents of Vaikuntha cannot approach it, nor can they enjoy the pleasure of seeing Sri Nandanandana and taking part in his childhood play. Even the intimate companions of Lord Narayana worship the good fortune of the devotees in Goloka, a place they can approach only in prayer. Text 62 Srimad Uddhava said, He was born in Brajabhumi, 
and there he was engaged as a cowherd, <clears throat> and he is firmly established in the worship of Lord Gopal. He is surely a much greater soul than you and I. Commentary Narda has just told Uddhava that Sri Goloka is a place that he and Uddhava can hardly approach. This statement somewhat disturbed Uddhava because he disliked the implication that he himself was better than everyone else in Vaikuntha. <clears throat> Still, he wanted to please Narada by enlightening Gopakumar as requested. So he first gave his opinion that Gopakumar was the most spiritually advanced person present, not himself or even Narada. <clears throat> After all, Gopakumar was a native of Govardhan, a lifelong tender of the cows in the Holy Dham and worshipper of Sri Madan Gopal and his ten-syllable mantra. Moreover, wherever Gopakumar went, he remained dissatisfied because he couldn't find his worshipable Lord. Text 63 Narda was delighted to hear this. He embraced Uddhava and enthusiastically told him, Please hurry and instruct him so that he may fulfill his desires. 64. Uddhava re replied, O great sage, since I am a Chatriya by birth, in your presence I have no right to instruct him. Commentary. Uddhava considers himself second class by birth and character. Nonetheless, he might be reminded that Chatriyas are also allowed to teach. According to the Dharma Shastras, Chatriyas may engage in the same duties prescribed for Brahmanas, except for receiving charity. This is confirmed in the seventh canto of Srimad Bhagavatam 7.11.14. For a Brahmana, there are six occupational duties. A Chatriya should not accept charity but he may perform the other five. Though not denying this authoritative statement, Uddhava is still reluctant to speak in the presence of Narada, the Adi Guru, for the process of devotional service. Text, text 65 Narada laughed very loudly and said to Uddhava, Even here in Vaikuntha, you can't stop thinking yourself a Chatriya. <laughs> Commentary In the material world, particularly within Bharat Varsha, the distinctions of caste and occupation are prevalent. But in Vaikuntha, these distinctions should not be considered because everyone there has a purely spiritual body. The positions of Brahmana, Chatriya, and so on are designations of bodies that are limited and temporary, <clears throat> but Vaikuntha bodies are never subject to the limits imposed by material nature. Text 66 Smiling, Uddhava told him, What can I say? How can someone like me 
stop thinking himself a Chetriya when even our Lord does not. Text 67 Here in Vaikuntha, the Lord maintains the religious principles of civilized people just, like, just as He does on earth. He behaves like a proper family man, conquers His enemies, shows respect to elders and brahmanas, and so on. Commentary In Dwarka, both on earth and in Vaikuntha, Sri Krishna Dev thinks and acts like a proper householder and Chatriya. He dutifully does everything expected of a responsible householder, goes forth with relish into battle to subdue opposing kings, and sincerely honors the brahmanas and his spiritual masters and his elders like Balarama. The word Adi and so on implies other daily duties he performs as a grihastha, such as rising during the early morning of the Brahma Mohurta. Text 68 These words filled Narada's mind with pleasure. He laughed, jumped up and down, and shouted in joy. Astonished, he spoke as follows. Sri Narada said, Indeed, just see the amazing charm and glory of the personality of Godhead's pastimes, and see in those pastimes how seriously committed his devotees are to serving him and, and him alone. Text 70 Oh, how very curious that this Lord plays in the highest abode above Vaikuntha the same way as in the world of mortals, just to satisfy his dear devotees. Even experienced devotees like me are bewildered to see such pastimes, which make us wonder whether we are in the Dwarka of Vaikuntha or the Dwarka of the material world. Sex 72 It is quite fitting that you devotees care only for prema bhakti, pure loving devotional service to the Lord's lotus feet. Such prema bhakti for the Lord, who is very affectionate to his devotees, fulfills all their ambitions and is alone their final goal. Commentary If Krishna deals virtually the same way with his devotees in both the spiritual and material worlds, what is the special what is special then about Vaikuntha? Narada's answer is that in the quality of the relationships between the Lord and his devotees there is no practical difference between the material and spiritual worlds. In either realm, the Lord and his devotees achieve the fulfillment of all their desires. So whatever they do is just apt for the time and place in which they happen to be. For devotees, for devotees, nothing is important as the for the devote, for devotees nothing is as important as the opportunity to always serve his lotus feet in pure love and likewise for the personality of godhead nothing is as important as satisfying his devotees since nouns in sanskrit may be either singular dual or plural 
And since the word bhavatam, by you, is plural, here the word indicates that Narada is speaking not only to Uddhava and Gopakumar, but to all the fully devoted servants of the Lord. Text 73 You have no great interest in acting as residents of Vaikuntha or, or sojourners in the material world, and he has no great interest in showing his opulence or getting involved in mundane relationships. Commentary Because the Supreme Lord and His pure devotees are interested only in pleasing one another, it makes little difference to Him, to them, where they happen to be. The devotees may be in Vaikuntha, endowed with Satchitananda, spiritual bodies, and the corresponding powers and comforts to enjoy, or they may be grihastas, or whatever, in the material world, with bodies made of the physical elements, and may worship the Lord in a form of, of His that also seems material. But in any case, the Lord and His devotees are never distracted from their pure, loving exchanges of rasas, not even when the Lord fully expands His opulences, or His complete self-satisfaction, or seems to establish worldly affinities by becoming a father, a son, or some other relative of his devotees. Since the devotees are exclusively devoted to the Lord, their hearts are satisfied simply by relishing his pastimes and transcendental qualities. Similarly, the Lord is interested only in making his devotees happy. These ambitions of the Lord and his devotees can be fulfilled equally well in Vaikuntha or in the material world. So for them, there is no substantial difference between the two realms. Text 74 You always live in utter humility, which most favorably nourishes devotion in pure love. And the Lord's pastimes of seeming absorbed in worldly pleasure amply evoke such love. Commentary In Vaikuntha, the Lord and His devotees have purely spiritual bodies, with which to enjoy transcendental reciprocations. But when Krishna descends to the material world, he seems to have the body of an ordinary human being. And that is even more conducive to the full blossoming of Prema Bhakti. In Vaikuntha, Lord Narayana expands unlimited opulence. But on earth, Krishna acts even more wonderfully by simply being the friend of his devotees, and satisfying them in every possible way. Narada here congratulates the Lord's devotees for their humility, which more than anything else helps them achieve all success in loving devotional service. 75 
Who can describe the greatness of the mature perfection of love of God, which makes the Supreme Lord act like an ordinary good friend? Commentary The Supreme Lord's appearance as a cowherd boy in Gokula is no false trick of Maya. It is the highest truth manifest in response to the purest forms of absolute love. The mature stage of prema shared by Krishna and his devotees in Gokula is beyond the power of words to describe. It is so exalted that it impels the Lord to forget his supremacy and behave like an ordinary person to fulfill the desires of his devotees. This marvel can be an illusion created by cannot be an illusion created by Maya because the Maya of the material world has no power to delude either Krishna or his devotees. In other words, there is no Maya there. Text 76 Oh, let me praise Krishna's mood as an ordinary friend which does away with the respect and reverence of his devotees and expands their pure love for him. Commentary After hearing what Narada has just said, some Vaishnavas may remain doubtful, thinking that love of God can develop to its full potential only by specific knowledge of the Supreme Lord's greatness, not by conceptions of him, in worldly relationships, such as, such as that of a son. In fact, such devotees may argue that to view the personality of Godhead in such relationships is a serious error. After all, in Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam 10.85.19, Krishna's own father, Śrī Vasudev, prayed, Therefore, O friend of the distressed, I now approach your lotus feet for shelter, the same lotus feet that dispel all fear of worldly existence for those who have surrendered to them. Enough, enough with hankering for sense enjoyment, which makes me identify with this mortal body and think of you, the Supreme, as my child. This prayer, Vasudev begs, in this prayer, Vasudev begs to be relieved of the delusion that, that compels him to imagine that God is his son. Vasudev might be advised, you are very happy, so why are you complaining? But he counters this idea by describing his pitiable confusion in which out of greed for sense enjoyment he thinks that he is the body and that the Supreme Lord is his son. Vasudeva also tells Krishna in the Vishnu Purana that both Devaki and I are bewildered in loving you like our own child is so absurd. Vasudeva feels he should be in the he should be the butt of jokes for daring to consider the Supreme Lord his son. But here Narda explains that his exceptional attitude and behavior, even though they appear to follow the pattern of mundane human relationships, expand the limits of the most perfect love for Krishna. 
the key to understanding how this kind of devotional service works is to comprehend that it does away with the restrictions of respect, fear, and reverential faith toward the Supreme Lord. Awe and reverence may be indispensable in Vaikuntha, but they only inhibit the expression of prema between Krishna and his intimate devotees. This has already been, made, been discussed in Sri Brihat Bhagavatamrita and will be made even clearer later on. Gopakumar understands from Narada. Gopakumar understands from what Narada has said that the most beneficial and sensible thing to do is whatever will strengthen one's pure love for the personality of Godhead. Sri Vasudeva was lamenting because he had focused his attention on the idea that the Lord was his son rather than simply act in affection for him like Sri Narada and Yashoda, like Sri Nanda and Yashoda. Or, or alternatively, Vasudeva is an extremely humble Vaishnava, suffered from the dissatisfaction. Or alternatively, Vasudeva, as an extremely humble Vaishnava, suffered from the self-dissatisfaction that naturally arises when bhakti becomes intense. He is, of course, a perfect devotee who has all the Lord's blessings. And we'll stop here. We went a little over because we, we were late this morning, this evening. So I thought I'd make it up by reading a little longer. So, the intimate glories of the devotee's relationships with Krishna and his relationship with them and the relationship they have with one another are, to say the least, inconceivable. And we're being given a glimpse into what goes on in the spiritual world. We're so fortunate. Hare Krishna. So we'll stop here and Sham Kishore has got his mic in hand ready to uh, share with us the reflections and comments, etc. From Vrajvalabha. From Vrajvalabha. Hare Krishna, please accept my humble obeisance. Hare Bo Braj. All grace to Shri Explaining the difference of spiritual happiness is difficult in the spiritual world. I was just thinking about how anyone can understand when here and when Bhakti is missing. It isn't possible. But Krishna, in the heart, responds to the devotee's level of devotion and gives him a glimpse of it according to what he needs to, to want to go further. And therefore, we seem to be advancing, even though every soul is ultimately pure and un, uh, un, un, and not conditioned. The soul is pure and not conditioned, but it's the covering of the material energy that makes us think like that. So Krishna in his heart, in our hearts, as a super soul, 
he he gives us a little more, a little more, a little more until we can finally understand. And it's a very interesting situation that Gopakumar stays as a cowherd boy in all these different you know situations. And each in each place, the devotees there are responding to him a little differently. But eventually, some of them in any of those places see that his dissatisfaction is due to his pure love for Madan Gopal. Yes, it is wonderful. And yes, it is difficult to understand for those of us still in material bodies. But by Prabhupada's mercy and the mercy of Lord Chaitanya and our Goswamis, like Sanatana Goswami, who wrote this book, uh, it's possible to know enough to be able to want to go further. Hare Krishna. Yeah, did I think Prabhupada said this material world is an embarrassing condition for the soul. Yes, or as Bhakti Sunanda Sarasakti said, no place for a gentleman. As you become more of a more of a gentleman, you'll feel less and less like being here. <laughs> That's from Ben Shaw. Mm. Haribo back to Ben. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. We heard that Gopakumar felt uneasy coming before Krishna in his vaka opulence and made him want to go elsewhere. I'm assuming this is because he was attracted to Krishna in his Vrindavan form. Question mark. Sometimes I feel uneasy hearing about Krishna in any form and it makes me want to go elsewhere. I hope this doesn't make me a demon. <laughs> Should one continue to hear about Krishna's personal descriptions in such a deaf and an, an easy state? Or should one return to hearing less direct description of Krishna, hearing about his devotees, or how he is related to conditioned souls and the material universe? Your servant, B.B. Well, back to Ben. Krishna knows what we like, what we want. And when we want something stupid, like to stay in this material world and go away from Krishna just because we feel uncomfortable in the spiritual atmosphere, because mm -hmm. we really still have material desires, then Krishna thinks, this person is completely foolish, but I'm not so foolish. Then he arranges for his devotee. You can read a, a purport, you may have already read it, sounds like you're pretty knowledgeable in this 10th canto of the Bhagavatam in chapter 14 text 8 tenu kam pam susamikshamana it's one of the verses that Prabhupada paraphrases as many as much as any other verse if you just tolerate uh, what you have to tolerate while you're in the material world uh, you and, and keep doing devotional service, then you become eligible to go back to the spiritual world. Just as a person who has, you know, been born in a family, a wealthy family, and has an inheritance coming, just has to stay alive in order to get the inheritance. Right? 
So, but like I said, even devotees who surrender to Krishna sincerely, because we're in the material world, there's a tendency for there to be subtle uh, things in the mind that keep us distracted and uh, even sometimes do or think something that's not proper. Uh, and in that way express another desire, another kind of desire. So Krishna, if the devotee has at, at any time in his existence while in the material world said to the Lord sincerely, I've, I've been away from you for so long, now I've come to my senses and I only want you and I only want your loving devotional service. Please, from this day on, I'm yours. If you come to the point of saying that to the Lord, you know, even for a moment, from that time on, the devotee, the, the Krishna, uh, in, in the form of the super soul, uh, begins to take care of you directly. And then when you have some foolish desire, he arranges that you go out and get embarrassed and feel bad. And it seems like sinful reaction. You may even do something that seems sinful. But it's not the same as karmic reactions. This is Sridhar Swami's commentary on this verse. He says rather that Krishna is arranging things, arranging situations that appear to be like that to, to teach the soul that actually there's no, nothing else but him so that he can quickly come back to him. Hare Krishna. Krishna Gimalda. Krishna Gimalda, aha. Hare Krishna Maharaj, such sweet exchanges I have a new experience in my heart hurting today. It seems too precious to find the words to express it. Thank you. <laughs> Hare Krishna. Well, I thank you so much, everyone, for your lovely as usual, comments and uh, allowing us to repeat to the best of our ability what we've heard from Srila Prabhupada and in all the books we've edited. And uh, I, take, I take it that I'm very fortunate. Sri Brihad Bhagavatamrita ki jai. Samavikta Bhaktivrinda ki jai. Gaur Premanandi Hari Hari Bo. See you tomorrow night. Same place, same time, same topic. The creme de la creme de la creme. The Brihad Bhagavatamrita. The Amrita of the Bhagavatam. Hare Krishna. <laughs>